0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Sunday Scripture here at All Saints Catholic Church in Dallas, Texas. Today, we're going to talk about the readings for the 24th Sunday in Ordinary Time, which is going to be this Sunday, which is September 12th, 2021. I'm really glad I could guess that because it's very close to not being right. (laughs) Good enough. Yes, here we are. Anyway, um, (laughs) now that we've got that settled, um, this week we have our readings from uh, the prophet Isaiah, as well as the letter of St. James, and the Gospel of Mark, chapter 8. So... Starting with Isaiah, uh, he's talking about how the Lord is his shield. In a way, um, I don't know if he, I don't think he uses that term in this position, but he's talking about how, with God on, as his strength and his shield, he can never really be put to shame. Um, and it, it ends with this sort of challenge that I think is almost kind of funny. It's like, who's who's gonna oppose me? Who's gonna try and get in my way with, with God on my side? Um, it's like, go, go ahead and try it. Like make my day. Um, and it's this odd. Uh, cool. It's a cool little challenge at the end there, um, and we also have in our second reading. Um, they both actually relate pretty well to the Gospel today, um, which is not always the case. But uh, we have the second reading from James, where he's talking about um, faith and works being so closely related that they're they're part of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Saying that there are people who would say, you know, you have faith, but you don't have to do any works in order for your faith to be enough. He says, well. If you really have faith, you're going to be doing the works that Christ did and that he sent you to do. So, so go ahead and show me your faith without works, um, and I'll, I'll show you how mine, how my faith brings me to those works. Yeah. Um, and then again, in the Gospel... So it's
1: right outside of Caesarea Philippi, and they have this discussion as they're walking past of like who people think that he is, and is some say Elijah, some say John the Baptist. And uh, then he, he kind of turns and he's like, yeah, but... Who do you say that I am? He says it to the disciples, these 12 that are following him closest, and they finally, uh, this may be the first moment where this is really admitted in this way that they're like, you're the Messiah. Um, and it's really this understanding of who that really is. And we have in some of the other Gospels that as this scene is taking place and they're outside of Caesarea Philippi, of uh, them saying, you are the son of the true God. Um, which is very different than what people would have believed at the time, because the idea of where they were is that there was a a monument that was built to Caesar, and because Caesar thought of himself equal to God. And so as Caesar, um, I believe it's Caesar Tiberius at the time, that is at the same time as Jesus' life, was called the Son of God because of his father Caesar. And so when they say that you are the son of the one true God, you are the Messiah, they're purposely saying that in front of this scene to say, you're not Caesar. You're really our Messiah. You're our king. You're our savior. You're our anointed one. They use in this gospel, you are Christ, which means the anointed one, um, which is huge, right? Because this goes all the way back to like you were saying how these all tie together um, with Isaiah. This is the beginning of that what we call the servant songs. Um, which take place over multiple chapters in Isaiah, but the idea of, you know, I I gave them my back, they plucked the hair from my beard, we have very clear um, foreshadowing of Christ's crucifixion in the scene that happens when he is called the king of the Jews, and how uh, the Romans choose to treat him as a king, that they, they beat him, they mock him, they spit on him, they rip his beard, they Give him this cloak. Uh, right, but then you have, like you said, that challenge at the end that, like, okay, but if you all think that you can do all this and oppose the one who is God or who has sent Jesus, then you, you have nothing to stand on. Um, and then also with the idea of the servant song, like to be somebody who is going to serve others and the faith and works that we see in uh, James's letter, you know, is all um, something that's that ties together because we see that it is the faith that christ has and Christ's followers have that allow them to do these great works Um, i love in this scene we have two very um, quotable moments that a lot of people look at the first one is uh, you know jesus when he turns to peter and he says who do you say that i am Um, which i think is something that we need to reflect on ourselves every day like it's a great question for us to ask ourselves it's like who do we say that he is? Like, who is God to you? Um, who is this Christ? I mean, what does he mean in your life? And then the other one is, get behind me, Satan. Um, which, you know, everybody looks at and is like, man, that that that's harsh. Like, Jesus called him Satan. And, and the reason why is this whole week, there, there's a very common theme that takes place in all of these readings. And that is that we're going to suffer, you know. um, I tell people all the time as a a convert to Christianity, uh, to Catholicism, that my life was a lot easier before I was introduced to Christ. But my life is a lot better now that I I know he's there. Um, That suffering is much greater. But with that suffering, there are so many blessings. There are so many graces. And so this idea of Jesus saying, you know, get behind me, Satan... He's saying that because the way that Peter denies suffering is the same way that the Satan tempted Jesus in the desert and was like, Well, I can put an end to all of your suffering if you just agree to do this for me. If you bow to me and kneel to me and say that I accept what you're trying to give me, you don't have to suffer anymore. And Jesus is like, No. You know, and, and we have the scene that we see during the season of Lent all the time of Jesus going out and suffering. And so Jesus is. Reminded of this when Peter's like, "No, you'll never suffer. Everything's going to be perfect and easy." And he's like, "Get behind me, Satan!" So that's yeah.
0: where all that kind of ties in. So. Yeah, and that in- and that scene is just so cool, and it is so striking that it comes like in it's in the next paragraph after yeah, you know, Peter has said you are the Christ, and in some, I think in Matthew the same section is this is when he tells him you are Peter on this rock I will build my church. Yes, um, and then still continues to have the same exchange where he starts talking about his death and resurrection and all of this and how this has to happen, and Peter immediately says, whoa, I'm not not gonna let that happen. He says, get behind me, Satan. Yeah. Um, So especially in that case, it's like, well, how do these, yeah, how do these come so close together? And I think it's, somebody pointed out, one of our high school teens last night pointed out a really interesting point, um, and that's the fact that those two things can kind of uh, give some color to each other in that, you know, the apostles are, are, slowly figuring out sort of who Jesus is in this sense and they're they're getting to understand really what it means for him to be what he claims to be and for him to be the Messiah. Um, but they're still, especially Peter, struggling with what that means, uh, not only like what does the Messiah mean, he's still thinking a lot of right. you know, a revolutionary kind of thing, but like what, what does that mean for me? How do I respond to that? Um, and so because he says Jesus is the Christ, you know, he's sort of this first person to say so, or you know, more or less in so he's, he's thinking, I have to therefore be, you're the Christ, therefore I have to defend you, therefore I have to fight for you, I have to you know, do the, these things. And Jesus is saying, well, actually, yes, I am the Christ, so you need to trust me. Yeah. And those two things at this moment are totally totally opposite. Yeah. Um, and so it just goes to, like, there's plenty of ways that we feel like we can, you know, have our, in our relationship with Christ, we want to do different things. And sometimes God is telling us, yes, this thing that makes a whole lot of sense I'm not calling you to do that at all. I actually am calling you to this thing you don't understand in any way. Yeah. Um, but because I, you know I'm the Christ, that actually means this, not yeah. this. So trust me and listen to what I'm saying.
1: It's, it's gotta be something that's like incredibly hard, right? Cause even just now I was referencing the gospel of Matthew when he says that you are the rock upon which I'm gonna build this church. The, the Greek word used for rock is foundational rock. And then when he says the get behind me statement, he calls him Rock again, but it's Roadblock. It's like the obstacle version of Rock. Right. So it's funny how the the verbiage works. But it's probably also the realization that like if Christ is going to take on this suffering and death, and he says those who understand that they're going to have to suffer and unite that suffering and their cross with me, now all of a sudden that the person that I'm following, who's supposed to be the savior of my people, is saying that he's going to have this horrible experience. I'm going to have to have a horrible experience with him. Like I, I, that's going to be part of this um, the realization of what we're navigating, um, and so that's going to be really hard too. So like, wait a minute, <laughs> uh, I signed up for this, uh, you know? And credit to them that they were not part of the group that abandoned him after this. Um, that they they still stay with him and say okay. So,
0: right? Yeah, I think that. That comes back to the challenge that is really in all three of these readings, um, but especially in the gospel, I think, and that is: Do you really mean what you believe? Do you you know? Mm. You said Peter's like, "I didn't, I didn't sign up for this." It's like, well, maybe like Jesus didn't necessarily open when he was first calling Peter with, "Hey, you're going to be crucified upside down because of me." It's like (laughs) we wouldn't want to start there. Check this out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that wouldn't have gone very well. So Peter, you know, in a sense, he didn't sign up for that, but the. What I think the challenge is for for these people in the Bible at these moments, and then for us, I think reading this is: Do we really now consider everything that we're actually being called to? Yeah. You know, when we've we've come for whatever reason, but Christ is calling us to actually follow the commandments, to love one another, with everything that that means, and to have mm-hmm. faith with everything that that means. And I think it's a call for all of us to look at: Do I really? Am I really up for all of that or I'm at least willing to try to live the faith yeah. and i'm trying willing to take up my cross, deny myself, and follow Christ, or am I really still just stuck on the first the first bit you know and so I think it's a good and and not everybody is is there at any point necessarily it's just this is I think the moment that God's calling us all to consider what am I really walking the walk. the what, what is it? Walking the talk? I don't know. You're really doing what you <laughs> Talking believe. Talking the talk and walking the Correct, way. yes. yes. Um, whichever one that means. Um, is that you Do you really mean what you believe and do you really believe it with everything you have or is it just something that you're still interested in? Yeah, and I,
1: I do think that's why it's good to reflect on that question of who do you say that I am? Because either you really believe and fully believe and accept and you're like, okay, then I'm going to be all in or you're not really sure and maybe you're you're not able to answer that question fully right now. and everybody's going to come in and out of those things sometimes Um, you know that's, that's part of the journey that we're going to have these ebbs and flows but yeah I, th- I think you're right like the challenge is like are you responding to who he actually is or are you not quite ready to admit who he is yet yeah. and you know Elijah was good so it was John the Baptist they just were not the Messiah right
0: something yeah. even even greater happening here mm-hmm. be a part of that yep so. awesome well thanks so much for being with us today i uh, hope that you learned something uh, got something good out of this reflection uh, please join us again next week as we look at the 25th sunday in ordinary time uh, please know that we are praying for you and please pray for us and we will see you next time god bless goodbye